Many people have had many questions about what is called the millennium. Stay tuned. It's going to be discussed right now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to All Things Apostolic. I'm your host, Miles Young, and we're back again in this subject of the dispensations. And uh, we are taking a look at the idea of what dispensations are, what this means, how does it impact our view of eschatology, how does it impact our present relationship uh, with uh with our God and what's he doing in the earth. And it's, it's very interesting. And you may be watching and you don't hold to a dispensational view. And we're glad you're watching. I know there are a, a variety of, of views on this subject. Uh, but at the very least, you're going to have a good time, hopefully, at least hearing this side of the equation. And we are glad you have joined with us. Now, uh, this final lesson is not to... Uh, Suppose that we can sum up everything in uh, 15 minutes or so, because this is a big discussion. But these are kind of the high water marks that we are trying to point out. And uh, this one especially, there is so much. You could probably have two weeks of podcast discussion about this particular dispensation. Some don't even call it a dispensation. Uh, but we'll we'll continue that language because it kind of fits with where we are. But this one is very unique. And uh, so let's get into it. Let's look at this final dispensation. We call it the millennial reign of Christ. The Revelation 20 uh, six times mentions the thousand year uh, years. And uh, this thousand year period that we are calling the millennial or the millennial reign of Christ uh, all of you that are uh, Spanish speakers, this should come easy to you because your word mil uh, means a thousand. Uh, the old Latin word mille, M-I-L-L-E, is where we get this term. Mil, it meant a thousand. And so this six times mentioned in, in the book of Revelation chapter 20 uh, refers to this thousand-year period. Now, some people say, well, that's the only place the thousand years is mentioned well, maybe it's only the only place that it's mentioned as far as a thousand, but this period of time is mentioned repeatedly in the Old Testament. In fact, it's for that very reason that we don't have the time in one podcast to cover even a, but a small portion of this because, in fact, many of the Old Testament prophecies, Zechariah, Isaiah, Jeremiah, uh, Micah, the list goes on. There are many, many, many scriptures that are referring to this period of time that Revelation 20 points out to be the thousand year reign of Christ. Things like the throne of David and the, the things that the disciples were looking for, even as late as Acts chapter 1, they were looking for the earthly reign of Christ. This is what is being referred to. So the millennial reign of Christ is the thousand year period where following the end of the dispensation of grace and following the tribulation period where judgment and vengeance is poured out upon the earth and as we've talked about the refiner's fire 
as in this period suddenly Israel recognizes, oh, the one we pierced is Messiah. And what a beautiful thing that's going to be is when they recognize and they look upon him whom they have pierced. And this was the prophetic unction that Isaiah would say prophetically that when it dawns on them, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. They come to the recognition uh, of who Messiah is, and this ushers in that beautiful millennial reign where he establishes himself on the throne of David. This is the fulfillment of much of the Old Testament, as I mentioned, and this is the literal reign of Christ and the increase of his government uh, that there will be no end. Uh, what we've experienced at Bethlehem was the already, uh, but there is still a not yet, as we often refer to, and this is that millennial reign of Christ. And uh, Luke chapter 1, 31 through 33, the angel tells Mary, you will conceive in your womb, you will bear a son, you will call his name Jesus. All of those are literal statements, obviously. He will be called the son of the most high and the Lord will give to him the throne of his father, David. This literal interpretation continues and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom shall have no end. And this is that millennial reign of Christ where a literal earthly kingdom is established. The world is going to go up to Jerusalem according to Zechariah chapter 8 and Zechariah chapter 14 in this millennial reign of Christ. Uh, there will continue, as we've pointed out, these things coming from previous dispensations. There will still be human conscience. There will still be human government. But yet it is ultimately led by the theocratic government of Jesus Christ sitting on the throne of David. David. Now, some have argued there will be no more promise because now we are in fulfilled promise. So even promise is carried over, but not so much as in promise future, but as promise fulfilled. Grace, however, doesn't seem to be functioning uh, in the way that it has in this dispensation. And why do we say that? Because in Isaiah chapter 11, 3 through 4, as well as in Isaiah 29, 20 through 21, the rebels during this millennial reign will be executed. This isn't grace as we see it presently. And the nations that refuse to go up to Jerusalem, they're going to be punished and there will be no rain. In this, this is a this is a pretty powerful judgment that is seen because in this in this season there are there are tremendous benefits and the earth seems to be functioning at a at a more rapid pace of production almost like it's been restored back to its original condition of perfection. But those nations that refuse to go up to Jerusalem during the millennial reign, they will be judged and there will be no reign. And so they're going to be, it's going to be a stark reminder that they are not operating. This is not a dispensation of grace, but they're operating outside of God's will in that time. Jesus is going to reign, Zechariah 11, Zechariah 14. Uh, 
nature seems, as I mentioned, to be restored. And there is a perfect climate, Isaiah 30, Ezekiel 47, Joel 2. Uh, and the growth of the fruit trees, Isaiah 41, Ezekiel 36, go read those. Uh, disease, deformity, the things that we see presently in the earth, there is a healing. There is a process that takes place according to Isaiah 29, Isaiah 33, Isaiah 35. There is longevity, Isaiah 65. Uh, the, the Bible says that a child will die at a hundred years old. So life uh, or length of days is extended in this, in this season. So there's a, a difference in this millennial reign, this thousand years than in the dispensation of grace. There is no more war, Isaiah two and four, uh, Micah four and three. These are scriptures that show that the economy of God's will, this, this dispensation, things are different. Satan is bound, according to Revelation 20 uh, uh, and verses 1 through 3. He's bound during this season. But again, as is seen in every dispensation, there will be failure. Because at the end of that thousand-year reign, Satan is going to be loosed for a season. And the Bible tells us that some are going to outwardly rebel. You can read that in Isaiah 11, verses 3 through 4, Isaiah 29, verses 20 through 21, and Jeremiah 31, verses 29 through 30. And that rebellion will be judged. And then there is leading up Revelation chapter 20, verses 7 through 20, shows that there is a last revolt. Satan is released and he convinces those that have secretly and inwardly evidently been harboring resentment and rebellion and they will be judged. Satan is loosed and at that time he goes out to deceive those nations. They follow the rebellion and judgment comes upon them. The devil is cast into the lake of the uh, uh, into the lake of fire. Judgment Isaiah 11, 3 through 4, 29, 20 through 21, Revelation 29 through 10. And uh, then follows is the great white throne judgment. And following that, the dispensations, if you will, come to a close. And then we enter into what is the eternal state. Uh, whatever that means, that's for another subject. But the idea that, uh, that this dispensation we call the millennial reign or the millennium is that thousand-year period where the throne of David is established. This was... This is a this was very much in the mind of the disciples. This is many of the questions you see them asking, even as late uh, as Acts chapter one. They have think about it. They have seen Jesus. He has been killed on a cross. He has been buried in a tomb. The tomb was sealed. Then he uh, resurrects from the dead. He appears to them. And so now they are in conversation with him. He's telling them to, to go to Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father. What's on their mind? <laughs> well, they're asking, is this the time that you're going to establish the kingdom? Man, it's, it's all starting to make sense to them because, man, we've been waiting for the increase of your government. We're waiting for the throne of David. You know, they had followed as disciples, they had land promises. They had government promises of, of a Messiah that would rule and reign on the earth. And, and 
man, we didn't understand your death. And but we, we, we were so afraid. We went into hiding for eight days until you appeared to us. And, but now we get it. They seem to, they seem to think that they've, they've got an understanding because wow, you have even overcome death and man, surely you're going to overcome this Roman government that is oppressing us and all of the Gentile rules, all these empires that have ruled over us. But now you have overcome death. And if they can't kill you, then you're unstoppable. Is this the time? Is that what we're going to Jerusalem for? Notice he doesn't tell them that that's not coming. But he says, that's not for you to know the times or the seasons. That is reserved for the Father. But he says, go to Jerusalem and wait. You're going to be endued with power. And that's when the church age begins. That's when the dispensation of grace begins. And it is that parenthetical season known as the church age uh, that we are presently in. But when that 69th week uh, has ended and uh, or it has ended and now the church age. But then when the 70th week begins in that time of Jacob's trouble, when that concludes that millennial reign and everything the disciples, everything the, the nation of Israel and the world was looking for, for a Messiah to come take the throne of David and rule and reign on the earth and the center of the world becomes Jerusalem and they gather all of those promises. That's what we're talking about when we talk about the millennial reign of Christ. So right now we are presently in that parenthetical period between the 69th week and the 70th week, we are there. But there is another dispensation, another economy, if you will, of God's sovereign will to come, and that is the millennial reign of Christ. That's got you thinking, and we've got a lot more to come following all of this and begin to look deeper into what does it mean and how does it relate to eschatology and what does it mean for the future restoration of Israel. So you don't want to miss anything, so stay tuned to All Things Apostolic.